Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, film geeks, today it's all about Hypnotic, the Ben Affleck and Robert Rodriguez film that just came out of nowhere. Let's talk about it. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of All Right, Let's Talk About It. My name is Savannah. I am your host. I do film reviews and film industry commentary. Y'all, if January, February, March are dump months, May is a filler month. This month is so boring with respect to new releases. I know um, Fast X is coming out, The Little Mermaid, but everything in between is just so dang boring. I felt like we had such a good year so far with releases, everything kind of being a little exciting. You know, not everything's good, clearly, but, you know, just something exciting coming out every week. And then we get to May and it kind of lulls. And I think that's just, you know, getting prepared for the summer season. And if I'm, you know, a distribution company wanting to know when's the best time to release a movie. I understand not wanting to release anything too close to summer, especially if it's going to be smaller. And I also understand not, not wanting to release anything too close to The Little Mermaid. I think the expectations in terms of the box office for that are very high. And also with Fast X coming out. Um, so these are two movies that are obviously going to compete. But you also have Guardians of the Galaxy and Mario that's still doing incredibly well. But yeah, it, it's just a boring month. This month is so dang boring. I'm bored. I'm very bored. And I was actually supposed to see a movie on Tuesday and didn't. I changed my mind at the last minute because I'm like, you know, I really don't want to see this. I'm not interested. So I'm scrolling through the showtimes like, well, I have to see something Thursday because that's my thing. I go to the movies every week. I have to see something this week. So I'm scrolling and I see this movie hypnotic and I've never heard of it. When I say I've never heard of it, I've never heard of it. Now, again, I go to the movies every single week, sometimes two, sometimes three times a week. And I have seen every trailer at least one time. I have not seen a trailer for this at all in the theaters, even in movies where a trailer for this kind of movie would have been appropriate or it would have made sense. Nothing. Not even anything on TikTok. The Disney movie that came out in November around Thanksgiving, I think it was called Strange World. Even that had TikTok, you know, ads, interviews or whatever with like Dennis Quaid and Jake Gyllenhaal. And they there was no marketing behind that at all. And that was another movie where I never saw a trailer for that in theaters. Never, never. So even that had like TikTok ads. I didn't see anything on TikTok for 
this movie, like nothing, nothing, not a nothing. So that the only reason I'd heard about this was because I was looking for something to watch and there it was. So what is this exactly? Let's just get into it because May is already boring me. I'm kind of ready for June. This is Hypnotic. It is directed by Robert Rodriguez, if you recognize that name. Probably Spy Kids, uh, Shark Boy, and Lava Girl, Machete, One, Two, and Three. Uh, what else? The Faculty, which was kind of a you know fun teen sci-fi horror film when I was young. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez is that dude. Sin City, he also did. Um, there was there's a story behind his directing of Sin City. If you've never read about it or heard about it, I highly recommend looking into it. I think it's very interesting. The links he went to just to get a piece of that movie. So he is a guy who is very varied, uh, kind of eclectic, and um, he he's not a one trick pony. He does a lot of different things. He loves to direct. He loves the art of direction. That's the kind of vibe that I get from him. And he's one of those directors, very few, who's good with, you know, people who are older, people who are kind of in the middle, and then younger crews. Again, he basically watched Alexa Vega, who's now Alexa Pina Vega, grow up. So who's in this? Ben Affleck, Elisa Braga. I think I got her name. I, I was, I've been practicing for the last 15 minutes on YouTube, trying to make sure I pronounced her name correctly because I knew I'm like, she looks Portuguese, but she's Brazilian. So I was close. And, um, I have a feeling that the way I've been saying her name is not quite right. Standard, you know, I'm a standard American English speaker with Southern roots. So when I look at her name, you know, just as it's written, my brain wants to phonetically pronounce that Alice Braga. That's not right. Apparently it's Elisa, Elisa Braga, which is beautiful. I love it. So she's a Brazilian actress. Uh, She was in Queen of the South, a popular television show that was on USA. I know she was also in Predators. She's beautiful. She's stunning. She's very, very gifted. Her and Ben Affleck are co-leads in this movie. I'm just going to read the synopsis for you off of Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like that could explain this a whole lot better than I can. So, determined to find his missing daughter, Austin detective Danny Rourke finds himself spiraling down a rabbit hole, investigating a series of reality-bending crimes where he will ultimately call into question his most basic assumptions about everything and everyone in his world. Aided by Diana Cruz, played by Miss Braga, a gifted psychic, Rourke, Ben Affleck simultaneously pursues and is pursued by a lethal specter. The one man he believes holds the key to finding the missing girl only discover only to discover more than he ever bargained for. So this is a combination of different genres. This has elements of sci-fi thriller um, action and mystery. So we we have this mystery. I think, okay. So just looking at the different genres here as a sci-fi, I can't really, I'm not big on sci-fi at all. But I think this has all the aspects of a modern sci-fi. It reminded me a little bit of the movie Push with Chris Evans, Dakota Fanning, um, Village of the Damned, one of, probably my favorite movie of all time for reasons we do not understand. But I've been in love with that movie since I was seven years old. What else? Uh, and uh, Inception. There were moments where I really got a lot of... Imse- in, um, inception vibes from this i I had a i I wondered at times does this is is robert rodriguez trying to do a christopher nolan here it really had that kind of mind-bending reality wondering what's real and what's not kind of thing that inception has where he kind of folds the scenery in a way that 
makes it believable. But the the special effects just wasn't quite there. It it wasn't the way that Christopher Nolan seems to do it. And that that was kind of there. And then we had this mystery, which I thought was kind of the better part of this movie was the mystery because there were definitely these little spots. We, we, we were only get, given clues as the movie went along. So you were kind of forced to kind of follow along to figure out what was going and just kind of ride the wave of confusion. So I thought the mystery part of it all was well done. I enjoyed that part. I love a good mystery. I love a good whodunit. And especially when things are kind of weird and confusing. But the problem was with the mystery tying into the sci-fi, the sci-fi was just so bizarre. At times it was very confusing. It didn't quite make sense. And it's, it's almost like it didn't quite mesh together. And then you had the action part and combine that with the thriller. This movie was just very, very sluggish. There was a lot going on, a lot of noise, you know, cars, boom, all the things you'd expect from an action film. But Ben Affleck, I don't know if I would call him an action star. He's definitely a big blockbuster star. He starred in some, you know, explosive kind of movies. You have Pearl Harbor, Armageddon. And I I felt like this was kind of tame for him. Maybe, you know, he's getting older. This is kind of, you know, his speed right now. I don't know. But it seemed very low-key, kind of sluggish. It was... The premise was big. The movie was small. Does that make sense? I felt like the premise of this movie could have been much bigger than it was. Honestly, this movie could have gone on an extra 15 minutes. It's only a little over an hour and a half. So relatively short. Crazy. Because I got into the theater at like 545. I was out of there before 8 o'clock, which is not normal. So it's a short movie. I felt could have been longer. I felt like there could have been more. I felt like the whole hypnotic part of it, which is the sci-fi part, this, you know, these psychic abilities that these people have, that could have been stretched more. We could have gotten more out of that. So what is this exactly? So this is about, you know, Daniel Rourke, who is an Austin PD detective. He has recently or within the last couple of years lost his daughter. She went missing. Her body has never been recovered. So this movie starts with him in a therapist's office, getting the all clear to go back to work and, you know, recalling the day his daughter went missing. And that's how the movie starts with her, you know, bringing him back to reality because apparently he kind of zones out. She brings him back. He recalls the day he's, you know, on his way downstairs to meet with his partner because there's a bank robbery in progress. And the circumstances are very bizarre. Somebody calls in an anonymous tip, says somebody's going to rob the bank. They're going to try to rob a uh, safe deposit box. I think it was like 223, if I remember correctly, or 233, 223. And at first they think, oh, this must be a hoax, right? But no, apparently this is related to a string of bank robberies in which somebody breaks in, doesn't steal any money, but tries to break into a safe deposit box. So they get to the scene. They're trying to scope out the place, see if they can, you know, intercept this bank robbery. And this man shows up on the scene. He's immediately suspicious. Um, That bugged me a little bit that we weren't given an opportunity to decide for ourselves whether or not he was suspicious. We were told. But in that made sense, I think, going towards the middle of the movie, towards the end, that all of that made sense. And it seems like he's just, you know, he's talking to people and all of a sudden they're doing things and they're wondering, OK, so all, are these guys in on it? What's happening? Well, as it turns out, this guy has this psychic ability where he can kind of hypnotize people and make them do whatever they whatever he wants them to do. Hypnotic. So, you know. Daniel O'Rourke, for whatever reason, decides he's going to be, you know, big man on campus and run into the bank to try to stop the dude. 
finds his way into the safe deposit box place, you know, being by, you know, kind of conniving and deceptive. He opens the safe deposit box himself and finds a picture of his daughter with these words on it that don't make any sense to him. And so now he's like, what the heck? What does this have to do with my missing child? Is she still out there somewhere? Is she still alive? So he's trying to figure out what's going on. The guy is being weird. The guy jumps, but there's nobody. Two detectives killed themselves because the guy that jumped told him to. And, and then it gets just very strange. None of it's making any sense. But what does this have to do with his child? Well, he gets a tip from someone from the PD department who tells him who called in that anonymous tip. He goes there and that's where we meet Miss Braga, who is this psychic who reads tarot cards, whatever. And... She's like, we have to get out of here. He's going to kill us. If he, you found me, he'll find me. And then it gets weird. And uh, he takes her down to the police station where they meet up with his partner. And then his partner dies. And now they're fugitives. Everything just kind of moves really fast. And we don't really get enough time to really just kind of sink in and kind of join hands with Daniel Rorick or Diana Cruz. There's no real time to kind of get to know these characters for them to flesh out and develop. But and that, that bugged me. A little bit because if I think if you've been here long with with me long enough you know character development is like a thing for me I love kind of getting to link arms with characters and getting to know them and getting in that seat with them and rooting for them in a sense we didn't really get that but and that bugged me for a second but it made sense later because it turns out half of what he's experiencing isn't even real going back to you know Bo is afraid that movie where we have no idea what's real and what's not because everything is told from his perspective an unreliable narrator right this kind of has the same thing we have an unreliable narrator in Daniel O'Rourke because not only is none of what he's experiencing real but he's being manipulated he's being led to believe that what he's experiencing is real because as it turns out nothing is as it seems so spoiler alert he himself is a hypnotic and his daughter is not missing. He hid her. He hid her because it's, this is where it gets strange and where things start to make sense because apparently he had a wife at some point. They separated, but he still has his wedding ring. But it turns out his wife wasn't really his wife. Diana Cruz was his wife. And, you know, he was kind of led to believe or he forced himself to believe that it wasn't her. It's The whole thing is strange. And they're both hypnotics and they have this daughter named Minnie and she's extremely powerful and this guy who's chasing them who jumped but didn't die is looking for this thing called Domino and apparently it's like this thing that's supposed to be able to control all hypnotics even the most powerful one and they have to find Domino um, before he does because if he, that's what he's looking for that's what these clues are supposed to be leading towards but it turns out he didn't leave the clues Daniel did Daniel did because he hit his child and when the time was right he was supposed to trigger himself to look for her again so he kind of mind wiped erased himself that's what really reminded me of um push My, minus you know never mind the mind bending thing but Camilla Bell is in that movie and she basically has her brain erased so she doesn't you know, tip off where something is and she leaves herself little clues. So it, it felt like it kind of took from that a little bit. It, it reminded me of that. I don't want to say it took from that. I, I don't want to make that, you know, accusation at all. Not at all. But it reminded me of that a little bit. The movie was just weird. The movie was just very, very weird, but it was also, and it was too weird to move that slow. That that bugged me. It's crazy. This movie was incredibly sluggish and slow, yet it was very short. I don't know how you do that, but Robert Rodriguez did that. Uh, ben Affleck as an actor, he's 
horribly inconsistent. He's either really, really good or he's really, really bad. There is no in between. It's one or the other. And he's been like that his entire career. You know, he's had moments of greatness moments of excellence. I think he is excellent behind the camera. He seems to be very consistent with that. But as an actor, I mean, again, he's either really, really good or he's really, really bad. But I think creatively, he's genius. There's genius in him. But acting wise, he's a struggle bus. And this managed to just be one of his more not so great acting roles. He was very wooden and no personality. Um, We really didn't get any kind of range from him. He was just very much one thing, the whole movie. And then we get to the end where it's very happily ever after. And he's all smile. And it's it's like this weird switch of a flip, switch of a flip of a switch. And it makes sense with the context of the story because, you know, he's the one who's left all these clues. He finds his daughter. Turns out it's some elaborate plan to get his wife back, who is Diana Cruz, not the woman he thought was his actual wife. And, you know, because they set up this whole elaborate plan together to rescue their daughter and destroy what is. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Called the vision. And it's, it's one thing I did like about this being a mystery is that all of the clues to what this was, was at the very beginning of the movie. Everything was there. Um, once you realize that the... Um, company or organization that's after them is called division. Well, the movie opens up and he's at the division of behavioral therapy or whatever it was called. And, you know, this project they're looking for is called dominoes. Well, as he's on the elevator going down to meet his partner after his appointment, he's scrolling through pictures and there's a picture of his daughter playing with domino sets. Well, she's domino. Her name is Minnie short for Dominique. 
brilliant, right? And it's like, okay, crap, everything was right there. Everything we needed to know was right there. And that was frustrating, but not in a bad way. It's like, it's one of those things where if you had known, it's like you could have reached through the screen to help him figure it all out. So there was moments of greatness in this, but for the most part, it was a very kind of boring and just sluggish. And it was, oh, it could have been so much more and so much better than what it was, but it just wasn't. And that made me a little sad, but you know, Ben Affleck is good looking for 50. Can't fault him for that, I guess. So this has nothing to do with hypnotic at all. It was a thought that I had while I was watching the movie, but but it's kind of a bit of a tangent, but I just want to know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe someone else noticed this or feels the same way. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm just kind of missing something, but watching this movie, because you know, this is kind of an action movie and it's Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is about 50 years old, somewhere around there. And I realized there are no more action stars. Now, you have your action stars of old, whom we've known for years, decades. You know, Tom Cruise has another Mission Impossible movie coming out this month. and Not this month, geez, this summer. And then also, I think, one next summer as well, because I know this one, the one coming out this summer is a part one. Uh, Denzel Washington has Equalizer coming out sometime, summer, fall-ish, with Dakota Fanning. That's so sweet. So this will actually be, so Equalizer 3 will be the first time, the first time In almost 20 years um, that Dakota Fanning and Denzel Washington have been in a movie together, they were in Man on Fire. I think it was 2004. So I don't know. I saw the uh, trailer for that in the theater last night. It was the first time I'd seen a full trailer, the full official trailer. And I saw Dakota Fanning. I'm like, how precious. So, yeah, the first time they have been in a film together since she was a very little girl. How sweet. Um, What's the word? Full circle. But anyways, that was another tangent on a tangent. So yeah, Denzel Washington has Equalizer 3 coming out. Harrison Ford has Indiana Jones coming out, I think, June. Who else? Um, Yeah, Tom Cruise, Ben Affleck, Denzel Washington, um, Harrison Ford. So you have, you know, typical, your typical action stars that we've had since the 80s because Harrison Ford was doing well 70s because Harrison Ford has been in Star Wars Indiana Jones and whatnot and who are the young ones who are carrying that mantle you know bringing us into the next action era and then you know you have Fast X coming out next week which is you know Tyrese Gibson I think Ludacris is in this as well I don't even know Michelle Rodriguez who is kind of our go-to action girl um, it used to be Angelina Jolie when she was, you know, doing her Lara Croft thing. She was kind of our, you know, go-to strong yet very feminine woman. But, you know, it's been Michelle Rodriguez for a while. She's fast X. She was in Dungeons and Dragons. You know, she's someone we can trust to be very beautiful, very feminine, but also very strong. And I love that about her because there is a kind of, this is also a tangent on a tangent, but there is kind of this masculine quality about her that's very feminine. I don't know how to make that make sense, but I, I don't know. there's something she she's able to kind of blend the thing very very well where she is very strong she's buff there's something masculine about her but she's incredibly feminine and she's I love it I don't know I I love it I think that's such an inspiration so yeah we have Fast X coming out Vin Diesel's in that as well did I say Vin Diesel I know it said Vin Diesel Tyrese Ludacris 
Uh, Jason Momoa is in that as well. So, you know, these old heads who've been around for quite some time, whom we're used to seeing in these, you know, big action movies where things go boom. But who are the young bloods? Who are the young ones that are carrying on that mantle? Who are the next generation of action stars? Now, I know they were actually trying to do that with Taylor Lautner. Uh, for those who don't know, that's Jacob Black. Was it Black? Jacob from uh, the Twilight movies. They were trying to make him into the next Tom Cruise. He had a movie called Abduction that came out with uh, Jason Isaacs, Lily Collins. Sigourney Weaver, I believe, was also in that. And I actually enjoyed that movie. The movie was kind of kind of crap, but I love that movie. That's my kind of action movie where things just kind of move. They're like, you know, boom, 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 boom. But the movie itself was just, eh, it was just okay. But I know what they put him through to maintain that Jacob Twilight body was rigorous and it was brutal for him. And he's spoken out about this before, just um, what he had to go through in order to get that physique. I know that took a lot out of him, but I know they were for a while trying to make him into the next Tom Cruise, but that movie kind of bombed. Liam Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth's um, younger brother, Miley Cyrus's ex, he was in the last song. I know he was in one of the, um... God, what was that movie called? Is it Indefinite? Now I have to look it up. Hold on. Pause. Listens to the sound of me making random noises while I look up what movie that was. I want to say Indefensibles, but that's I don't think that's right. I know that's not right. I know he, he was an Independence Day resurgence. I never saw that. I'm so, I'm too stuck on the original to really watch a sequel. I know that's terrible. <sighs> Expendables. I was close. So he was in the Expendables. I don't know where Indefensibles came from. So I, uh, the first Independable, ex- oh gosh. The first Expendables I actually watched when I was working at a movie theater that had what, Terry Crews in it. Uh, that's the one I remember. I remember Terry Crews being in it. Sylvester Stallone was in it as well. Jason Statham. So Jet Li. So your action, that was like the action movie of action movies. Okay. All of your action stars in one place. And the first movie that came out, I watched in the movie theater with a bunch of the dudes that I worked with. And that was the most fun. That was so much fun. You know, uh, Chris Pratt is finishing up Marvel, it looks like. And, you know, we had Robert Downey Jr. for a while, who was Iron Man. Chris Evans is our Chris, you know, he was our Captain America. But who are the next generation of action stars? But I don't know if I even want to include, you know, these franchises in there. You know, Indiana Jones, that doesn't count. OK, that that's, you know, nostalgia. It's it's fun. It's family. That doesn't count. But, you know, the Marvel thing, because in, they can put anybody in these roles. I mean, at this point, you can't really replace Robert Downey Jr. You can't replace Chris Evans as, you know, Steve Rogers. You have to come up with a new Captain America. I mean, I say come up with, like, this isn't a whole comic book. Gra- I'm sorry, graphic novel thing. But you can't just put somebody else in that role. He is Chris Evans. It's him. He is Chris Evans. Uh, Chris Hemsworth as Thor. I feel like you could probably make anyone Bruce Banner at this point. We've had a couple of Bruce Banners. I was a little upset they didn't just bring back Edward Norton. I liked him in that movie. That movie actually came out on my 21st birthday. Fun fact. Uh, the one with Edward Norton. And then I think Eric Bana, a couple of years before, the Ang Lee movie, which I don't think anybody liked. Not even my brother liked that one. I don't even remember. But, you know, a lot of these action stars are just older. They're in their late 30s, 40s. Who are the young bloods coming up to kind of carry on that mantle? Uh, we don't have any, I don't think. I, I can't think of any. I think Miles Teller might be a good candidate. He was in uh, Top Gun Maverick with Tom Cruise. Um, the other guy that was in Top Gun with him, whose name I can never remember, but he was also in a movie with John Boyega. 
not John Boyega, Jonathan Major, Majors, um, Devotion. God, I can't think of his name. But if you know what I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about. I think he might be a good candidate to kind of come up next. I think there's potential for John Boyega. If Jonathan Majors wasn't going through what he was going through, I think he could have been, you know, a good guy to come up next. Oh, the whole Jonathan Majors thing upsets my nerves. I have no idea what's going on. It's a hot mess. Um and a little backwards, if you ask me, just the way Hollywood decides what's um, morally wrong and what's morally right, and it's never consistent, that irritates me. That irritates me to no end. I mean, if he is guilty of the things he's being accused of, that, you know, he sucks. But I don't like the inconsistencies within Hollywood. So not me defending what he did or didn't do, but I don't like the way Hollywood picks and chooses winners and losers. With respect to, you know, horrible things people have done or not have done because Jonathan Majors has, is being dropped from everything, yet Ezra Miller is still getting a pass. You know, he has the flash coming out. So I think he could have probably been something if he didn't lose his mind, but there really are no, there's no one left. There's no one coming after them. There's no one to really carry on that action mantle. You know, as much as we love Vin Diesel and Tyrese and Ludacris and Ben Affleck and Tom Cruise and whoever else, these dudes are getting old. They can't do this forever. They just can't. And I'm wondering, like, where are all the action stars? Who's up and coming? Let me know in the comment section who you think is going to be some of the next big action stars or who has the potential to carry an action film. Because it's not enough to be able to, you know, look good when things go boom, but being able to carry a movie on your own. Because when it comes to a lot of these action movies, so much rests on the shoulders of a singular person. So I keep hitting my Apple Watch against my water bottle. That's that ding noise if you can hear it. So I want to know. Let me know in the comment section who do you think has the potential to be the next big action star. I'm my vote is Miles Teller. I think there's potential there. I, I think he has a lot of range. Um I don't know. I, I think he is a good candidate. And then the dude who was in the movie with him whose name I cannot remember, but he was also in devotion with Jonathan Majors. Those two I think have the potential to do something next. So let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you. Wanna advertise on this podcast? Check the episode description to see how you can be featured on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to me rant and rave about random things in movies once again. So just to kind of sum it up, that was Hypnotic, directed by Robert Rodriguez, starring Ben Affleck. I thought it was a little too sluggish and also a little too short for its own good. But the premise in and of itself is just interesting. I just felt like it wasn't, you know... I thought it was too skinny, if that makes any sense. I felt like they could have stuffed it a little bit more and made it much fuller. I think the premise was just was big, but the movie itself was just too small to kind of carry it, if that makes any sense. So what's coming up next? Heck, I don't even know. Honestly, like I said, May is boring. May is boring. I have nothing planned for next week. So I I don't anticipate myself seeing Fast X at all be real with you um again because i've only seen the first one i don't think i've seen the second one i can't remember ever seeing the second one and the last time i saw the first one was when it came out however many years ago that was we don't even know do we know we don't know um yeah i'm just trying to get through the month of may that way i can keep giving y'all episodes because i committed to giving y'all an episode a week i am working on a project for a friend that will be an episode hopefully within within the next week or two it's just it's all about me sitting down to read I have to read a book for this 
And um, yeah, that's what's kind of coming up next. But so I, I really don't know. I am still on the fence about the Little Mermaid. I have no interest. I'm sorry. Um, but I know there are quite a many people who want my thoughts on it. So I'm, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just trying to decide, do I want to waste my time? Because for me, it would be a waste of my time because I, I just don't care. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But um, if I decide to go see it, I'll let you know. You'll be the first to know. But let's talk about June since May is so boring. Boogeyman's coming out. I'm looking forward to that one. That one is based on a short story by Stephen King, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure I have the book that contains that short story. I think it's Night Shift. I have to look that up to double check, but I'm pretty sure um, that's a story in Night Shift. So I've read it, but it's been, a, it's been a very long time since I read it. So Night Shift has Children of the Corn in it, which is the reason why I bought the book Night Shift, because I wanted to read that story. But I told myself I wasn't going to just read that story and then put it down. Um, but I would read it from beginning to end. And Children of the Corn is at the very end of that book. But those stories are some of the scariest ones. There's a story in there, and I think they either did a TV movie, a television, something on it. I've never seen it, but it's um, sometimes they come back. That thing terrified me. That story scared me something awful. So I'm looking forward to Boogeyman. The Blackening. I can't wait. That actually comes out my birthday week. So that'll be a nice, fun little birthday thing to watch. Um, What else is coming out? I think Transformer comes out, if I'm not mistaken. I think, I think, I think um, Indiana Jones also comes out. So I need to catch up on that. It's been a long time since I've seen the originals. I do remember seeing the one with Shia LaBeouf. Was there one right after that? I can't remember. I can't remember at all. So I need I need to catch up before I sit down and watch those. And then July. I feel like July and August are going to be the best months. I'm looking forward to seeing um, Oppenheimer. Christopher Nolan. I want to see that one in IMAX. I want to make that one my first IMAX experience ever. So looking forward to that. The Voyage of the Dementor, um, which is based on a singular chapter from the book Dracula. If you saw my YouTube short, I am kind of over the whole Dracula remakes. There's so many of them. I'm itching for original stories. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It looks good. It looks creepy and scary. So but yeah, that's that's kind of what the summer is looking like thus far. I'm excited about the summer. I just got to get through the month of May. I love you so much. Thank you so much for all of your support. If you want to support this podcast, please check the description for ways in which you can do that. But thank you so much. I love you. And I hope you have an amazing weekend. And I will see you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.